everybody, it's the Saucy Super Fox, your personal guru, and today I'm going to talk about self-compassion, and a lot of this podcast is based on the book by Chris and Neff called Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself, and there's a lot of really juicy information in here that's really important. I want to talk about, it seems like an overstated topic or something that seems pretty simple in general, be nice to yourself, you know, positive affirmations, all that shit. But really what it has to do with is really being kind and giving yourself grace when we all fuck up. And I know that a lot of people might think that this is a simple concept, but it's actually a lot deeper than that. And it really does impact how you feel about yourself as well as how you treat others and your relationship dynamics with other people. Um, I know personally, I am so hard on myself. Anyone who knows me knows that I can beat myself up. I tend to ruminate about certain situations. Um, If I fuck up or say something wrong, I will literally stew in it all day, wondering how that person's feeling, what I said. I'm such a terrible person. I can't believe I said that. I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad girlfriend. And these things really affect you. They really affect... It's not even just your self-esteem. It's literally your self-worth and how you feel about yourself. And there's all these different factors that kind of play into, you know, self-compassion and how we treat ourselves. But what really is self-compassion? What does that mean? Well, it's about being gentle with yourself when we fuck up. It's about being kind and allowing yourself the grace and the space to accept the fact that you made a mistake and to know that you're human and fallible and we all fuck up and how to be gentle to ourselves. So some things that you might say is like, I'm not lovable. That's one that I love to say. I'm ugly. I always fuck up. Who would ever love me? Why did I do that? And we must embrace compassion. Um, How negative... Our negative self-talk sabotages our self-worth and our happiness, and it really does. I think that when we're hard on ourselves, it causes all kinds of problems. And when we focus on the negative, we tend to be going back to those roots, our lizard brain, where if we focus on the negative, it kind of protects us and keeps us safe because if we see what's coming, then we can prepare for it. Unfortunately, focusing on the negative also affects your not only your self-worth, your self-esteem, and how you feel about yourself, but it makes you just feel bad in general. I think a lot of times when we focus on the negative, it really closes us off to receive the positive, and it really limits our choices that are available that could be really good. It literally closes the doors that should be left open. And so it's really important um, to embrace the fact that you got to give yourself a break. And the more we learn to be kind to ourselves, the better lovers we can be, the better friends, uh, parents, all of those things. And our early traumas from childhood and the messages that we were given when we were younger really puts a damper on the self-talk that we have later as adults. Um, You know, the woman, you know, Dr. Neff, she talks about how, you know, where do those messages come from? If you say, I'm not lovable, or, you know, I'm such a loser, I always fuck up. I guarantee you that those messages stem from somewhere. It could be a parent, a teacher, you know, sibling, whatever. But the point is, is that those messages aren't real. They're not true. They come from an old story from a long time ago that for some odd reason stuck with you. A lot of those things are really traumatic. If somebody says, you know, like for instance, I'm terrible at math. I just said it. I'm terrible at math. And a long time ago, 
well, when I was like probably in third grade, I remember taking this test and I scored terribly on it. And I had always been good at math. I liked it. And I remember my teacher had said, well, you just don't understand the concepts. It's going to be a lot harder for you to understand math concepts because you don't pay attention to detail. And when she had said that, that stuck with me so much so that I always did bad on math tests. And as I progressed later, I hated math. I always told myself I was terrible at it. And therefore, I really didn't try. And so it's really hard because we have these messages that we get from a long time ago or from our childhood. And really, we we tell ourselves, well, you know, people think this about me. I've always been this way. And really, those are just excuses, right? And, and who the hell are the people anyways? Well, they're the itty bitty shitty committee that live in your head. They're, they don't exist, right? So it's really important that we learn to honor us, honor ourselves and to be graceful. I'm not bad at math. In fact, you know, when I was in college, I decided to take pre-calculus because I had never taken a calculus class, which is funny because I never took trigonometry either. So obviously when I took pre-calc and I didn't have a trigonometry, you know, prerequisite before that, I didn't understand anything about it. It was super difficult. And I remember I had a friend at the time who was, you know, in school to become um, a math teacher. So he helped me pass, you know, pre-calculus. But it was funny because when I asked him, um, you know, can you help me with this? He was trying to explain some basic comment or some concepts from trigonometry. And I obviously didn't understand any of it. And he looked at me and was really, you know, questioned and asked why the hell I took pre-calculus when I hadn't had trigonometry. Because, you know, that's the prereq that you have to have to really understand the concepts in pre-calc. Well, I just wanted to prove to myself that I could pass pre-calculus. And I did. I didn't have the trigonometry, but I still did it. However, you know, at the time, Greg wondered why in the world I would take pre-calculus. And the reason why is because I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. There was nothing wrong with me. And as long as I studied and I put in effort, I did pass that class. I got a C, but I still passed. I did it. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of people, we give up, you know, we give up with these old messages and it's really hard and we're hard on ourselves when we can't do certain things. We make up excuses. Um, oftentimes we'll end up picking people that also mirror uh, those same qualities that we feel about ourselves. For instance, I tend to pick partners that are emotionally unavailable because when I was younger, I was abandoned by my parent. I was sexually abused. Um, you know, it was terrible. I lived through a lot of trauma. I had a really hard upbringing. And I look back now, those messages, I'm unlovable. No one's going to love me. People use me. People use me for my body. Those specifically are related to the sexual abuse that I had as a child. Those are not real messages. But to me, to me, they feel real. And that's what's so painful about it. You know, we we know sometimes that these messages aren't real, but they're so ingrained in us that we have a really hard time letting it go. And so, you know, Dr. Neff is talking about in her book that there are several things that you can do that can help you. Um, I know for me, I try to write down the messages that I received when I was younger and then try to figure out where they stem from. Um, I'm unlovable. Well, obviously that comes from my, you know, stepfather. I wasn't lovable. The one person that you're supposed to trust and who's supposed to keep you safe, your parent, you know, actually abused you for his own needs. That's a really hard thing to come to grips with. And unfortunately, later on, you know, picking partners that make me feel bad about myself or partners that, 
you know, used me and they did use me. And it's funny because I always would say people always use me. Well, I actually picked partners that specifically did use me because they validated the story and those messages that I created for myself, which is really self-loathing and self-hatred. And that is so hard. It's very painful. Nobody wants to think those things about themselves, but at the time that you're going through it, you literally cannot let go of that feeling. It's like the worst feeling. If you feel shame, if your mother always told told you you were never going to amount to anything, well, guess what? You have that basis there. Maybe you don't try in school then. Maybe you decide you don't want to try because you're not going to amount to anything anyway. So what difference does it make? Those messages greatly affect us. So the next time you give yourself a message, try to think about where it stems from. Ask yourself, did that come from a parent? Was it a sibling? Really get to the root of it. And then ask yourself, once you figure out where that message came from, how did that make you feel at the time? You know, it definitely didn't make you feel good. And how does it affect you now? I think for me, I often tend to ruminate and I will beat myself up repeatedly in my head. And I will just tell myself, I can't believe I did that. I'm such a terrible mom. When really I'm not a terrible mom, I just fucked up. I forgot a recital. I am human. I actually made a mistake. And I know for most people out there, you're totally perfect and you never fuck up at all. Um, that's completely untrue. Everyone is fallible and we have to give each other the grace to say, yeah, I'm human. I fucked up, you know, and we don't do that. We just don't. We're so hard on ourselves. Another thing that we do is we compare ourselves to other people. This is really hard. There is always going to be a prettier person out there, you know, a person who's more successful than you, a fitter person. And the thing is, is that you're never going to be the perfect version of a woman. You're never going to be the perfect version of an athlete. That is impossible. It doesn't exist. Those are standards that we create in our minds about what's perfect and what isn't. And by allowing yourself to believe that you can be perfect just sets you up for failure. If you have a perfect expectation about how you're supposed to act every time, How the hell are you going to make that come true? Nobody is going to have the perfect response. And not only that, it's completely subjective. Some response to someone might, you know, be the exact words to say and to someone else, they might think you're a total dick. So it just depends on what you're doing and what you're trying to communicate. You know, everyone has different values and it's really important to stay authentic and true to yourself and to know that you're going to say things and fuck up and say the wrong things and you have to give yourself grace for that. In fact, sometimes it's really helpful to just laugh at yourself. If you find yourself that you put your foot in your mouth because you said something about someone being pregnant and they weren't, that's always awkward. Yeah, but there is, you can kind of laugh at that and be like, wow, that was really terrible. I'm very embarrassed right now. Because you know what? We've all done stuff like that. And there's, you know, it doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you human. So we need to be nicer to ourselves. We really do. And it's so hard. Honestly, it's like a skill that you have to learn. I've been practicing how to not beat myself up about certain things. And I realized how much I do it. I do it so much. And it could be about the most ridiculous things. Um, For instance, if I find my tampons in the refrigerator. Yeah. I have ADD. Things like that happen. So I don't beat myself up anymore because I wonder where the tampons are. I know where they are. They're in the fridge. I should be laughing. That's fucking funny. So anyways, try to laugh at yourself. You know, you don't need to beat yourself up. It really is terrible. Um, You know, a lot of times people put pressure on themselves to perform and to 
perform perfectly. And like I said, you just can't do that. Um, I know for me, I have a trust issue with a lot of people. And what happens is, is I don't let them in because I'm afraid if I let them in that I'll get hurt. But the thing is, is that because I beat myself up inside, it kind of reaffirms the belief or the story that I have about myself, which actually closes me off to the good people and opens the door for the assholes. That's right, people. Don't let the assholes in, okay? Just don't do it. It's not a good thing. So what I'm trying to say is, is that if you think negatively and you have negative messages to yourself, you're going to attract people that mirror those same things to you. A lot of people will pick partners. If you feel useless and you feel worthless, guess what? You're going to pick a partner who makes you feel worthless and useless. And that's why it's really important for you to get rid of that inner dialogue that puts out negativity. Another thing that it does is that it makes you procrastinate more and actually makes you not try. If you feel like you're worthless and you're constantly beating yourself up and you believe those thoughts, why the hell would you do anything differently? I mean, after all, you're a loser. So what difference does it make? Well, this is not going to help you, friends. If you want to move forward and you want to be successful and be happy in your life, you have to stop the negative messages. It's not going to help you. The next time you think about something, ask yourself, is this useful to me? Is it a good thing that I'm thinking this thought? Does this help me in any fucking way whatsoever? Probably not. Um, I don't think there's any reason for anyone to beat themselves up. I'm really working really hard on not doing this. And it is like the most difficult thing for me because I have those old patterns and those old behaviors and those old messages that come up. Um, currently, I'm trying to use a mantra that... Dr. Neff talks about in her book, and it's so awesome. I really liked it. And what it goes is, well, how it goes is it tries to get you to think about the things that make you human and fallible. And then what you say to yourself is, and it sounds totally cheesy. I'm not going to lie. Like at first when you read it, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's fucking cheesy as shit. I'm never going to say that. But the one thing you can do is self-soothe, and that means you have to give yourself care and comfort when you're being mean to yourself. And the one thing that I think really helps me is to talk to yourself as if you were a child. And I don't think anyone would grab a little kid and be like, hey, honey, you're a total loser. You're never going to amount to anything, okay? No one is going to say that to a five-year-old. Actually, some people might say that to a five-year-old, but if they do, they're total assholes and abusive. So, but what I'm trying to say is talk to yourself as if you were a kind friend or a mother to that little kid. You're not going to say those things. You're going to encourage that little kid to not be so hard on themselves, that it's going to be okay, that big deal you messed up, you can try again next time. So the first thing she says about the mantra is to say, I'm sorry you're having such a hard time. This is really painful. So first, you recognize it. I'm sorry you're having such a hard time. This is really painful. And more than likely, it is. That's why you're having such a hard time with it because you're ruminating about it. You're beating yourself up and you're not allowing yourself to heal. So tell yourself, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you're having such a hard time. This is really painful. The next one is kind of like, we need the ability to connect. If we feel connected to other people, it makes us feel not so alone. A lot of times when you're telling yourself negative messages, you feel so alone, like you're the worst person on the face of the earth. No one has ever been late to a, their child's recital ever. 
you know, which is totally not true. Like everyone fucks up. Everyone's, you know, late at some point. There's an emergency. You never know. Even if you mess up and you forget, so what? You forgot once. As long as you communicate to your child that, hey, man, I'm sorry. I forgot I was late. Doesn't mean it's a reflection of you or your worth. I love you. I'm very proud of you. Um, I know recently I missed my child got student of the quarter, which I was like super stoked on. And I remember I obviously had saw, seen the email about they were going to have a pancake breakfast and the teachers would get up and say something nice. And I ended up missing the breakfast. It was like the worst feeling ever. Dad had gone, you know, and I forgot. It was I just felt like the worst mother. It was the worst moment ever. And, you know, if anyone out there is saying, yeah, you are a bad mom, well, you can go fuck yourself, okay? (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, but really, you can. But seriously, I'm telling you right now that everyone has done something that at at one point in their life, and you can't beat yourself up about it. The cool thing was is that I was able to get out of it. And at first, yes, I did think those feelings, but then I soon realized I can't be hard on myself. So what? I screwed up. I talked to my kid. I let them know, hey, I'm so sorry I missed that. I feel really bad. I really wanted to be there. I'm sorry I couldn't celebrate your student of the quarter, but I do think you did an awesome job. And you know what? My kid was like, oh my God, I'm so glad you weren't there. It was so embarrassing. Because, you know, obviously he doesn't like attention. So I felt definitely relieved at that, you know, but I still felt terrible. But I try to assure, and my kid, my kid knows me. You know, he knows that I forget stuff all the time. And it doesn't mean that I don't care. It's because I have ADD. That's right. It's pretty fucking severe, friends. In fact, I'm probably going to forget what I was talking about just a second ago, which was mantras. So we're going to go back to that. So anyways, you start off by, I'm sorry you're having such a hard time. Repeat it. I'm sorry you're having such a hard time. Lots of people deal with this suffering and it really sucks. This is what I say. This is my mantra. Lots of people deal with this and it really sucks. I give myself permission to hold my pain with tenderness and non-judgment. That one is huge. I'm going to read it again. I give myself permission to hold my pain with tenderness and non-judgment. Now, for some odd reason, the word tenderness reminds me of like, a delicious steak. But really, it's about being gentle with yourself and non-judgment. That's so important. The problem is, is that we judge ourselves. And instantly, when we judge ourselves, we continually go back to that, I'm a loser. I can't believe I did that. The point is, is to kind of stand outside of yourself and recognize it for what it is from an objective point of view. Just stand outside yourself for one second and ask yourself, If you had a friend that missed their kids, you know, pancake breakfast, whatever, would you think they were a bad parent? I mean, would you really? Now, if they're doing blow in the bathroom and downing it with frickin' Jim Beam, that's a different story, friends. But I'm letting you know everyone messes up and you're not going to say that to a friend. You're not going to say that. You're going to comfort them and be like, well, so what? You missed up. Did you talk to your kid about it? What did they think? Et cetera, et cetera. You know, so it's like be kind to yourself. Give yourself a fucking break, you know. Um, The next part that really helps me too is I have gotten through tough, painful situations in the past and eventually this will pass too. 
So I'm going to read the whole thing over because it really helps me. And if it helps you, you should write it down. A lot of people, they they you might use a different mantra or, you know, tell yourself different that it's comforting, but you might need to reaffirm yourself to be gentle. A lot of times we end up writing a mantra and it ends up saying something shitty anyways, and we don't even know. So just do this one for a little bit. See how it goes. If you feel cheesy doing it, I don't give a shit. Do it anyway. It's going to really help you. So again, when you fuck up, I'm sorry you're having such a hard time. This really sucks. Lots of people deal with this suffering though. And I give myself permission to hold my pain with tenderness and non-judgment. I've gotten through tough, painful situations in the past. And eventually this will pass too. So try it out. See how it goes. Um... Talk to yourself in a kind, loving way and let yourself know that you are worth it. The more we are compassionate to each other, the more we can be available to others. We cannot communicate with other people effectively if we feel bad about ourselves because all we can think about is the other person validating what we feel so bad about. For instance, If you're having an argument with your partner and you're like, God, I'm such a loser. I can't believe I did this. I'm such a bad person. What happens is, is that we have such low self-esteem, such low self-worth about ourselves that we literally cannot handle the tiniest little bit of criticism. You know why? Because you feel terrible already. It's like, Nobody can beat you up any more than you beat yourself up. So anytime you can tell people that have really self-hateful talk and self-loathing, because if you criticize them at all whatsoever, holy shit, they just go off the rocker. They don't even know what to do with themselves. How could you say that about me? Fuck you. And like, because they don't feel validated. They feel they're, it's like their insecurities are, you know, being shown on the outside. It's like the straw that broke the camel's back. Their pitcher is like almost full. And when you even pour just a little bit of water on top of that, that criticism, it just overflows and the person just freaks out. I don't know if you've seen this with anybody, but anyone who has like a low self-esteem or acts like a perfectionist probably is a self-loather. Deep down inside, they feel like shit about themselves. And so they expect everyone else to kind of like bow down or validate everything that they're saying and agree with them because heaven forbid somebody says something negative to them. It could be even constructive criticism. They just can't take it. And it's really sad. I include myself in that. I mean, I remember there's times it could do with sports or hey, maybe you should do this better. Well, that was good. But did you think about all I will hear is that one negative thing? That's it. I will only focus on that negative thing. Nothing else matters. They could have said a ton of nice things. You know, you you played that well. You were super fast. Your cutting was quick. That's awesome. I did notice you were a little slow in the corners. You might need to pick up your feet a little bit better. That is the one thing I will focus on. And I'm telling you, it will ruin you. Those types of things, not being able to accept criticism, guess what? It means you're never going to get better. If we want to truly grow and advance as humans, we have to remember that we are strong. We are, you know, gentle to ourselves and we can be kind to ourselves. We really, really need to have help in this area. And we need to ask partners and loved ones to be compassionate to themselves too so you can be available for each other. 
It's not just us that are mean, it could be our partners too. And what really happens is a lot of times is that because that person has such, such negative talk, you can't communicate with them at all. It's so hard, they just shut down. And if you can't communicate about what's bothering you, how are you ever gonna grow? It's like, it's like two people that hate themselves. Well, it's like, you did this, and, and really what you're saying is, I'm mad at myself because I did this. A lot of times we're just projecting. Like, have you ever noticed if you have a fight with somebody and you feel like you're not being heard and um, I don't know, it could be anything. I'm not being heard. You always use me. I feel like you're, you know, taking me for adva uh, advantage of me or whatever. And it's funny because you'll say, I think that you think I'm taking advantage of you or I bet you think this when really it's you. You're the one that thinks that you're being taken advantage of and instantly you say it to the other person when really it's you. And so the hardest thing, and I'm sure you guys have all realized this, but there is a point when you realize the things that really bother you about other people are the things that you can't stand about yourself. And it's so true. Like for me, I, don't, I get super embarrassed, like I'm a muscular person or whatever, but you know, people say, wow, you're ripped or look at your arms, oh my God. And that is like the most embarrassing thing to me ever. I know for some people, they're like, yeah, dude, that's awesome. You know, I'm ripped. Like to them, they have that self-confidence. But for me, it's so embarrassing because I don't like to come across vain. To me, looking vain is so unattractive. It's like the most unattractive thing. And that's the one thing that I can't stand. I won't put... I don't like to put selfies up of me or, or put pictures of my body up or even though I do do these things because obviously I'm trying to create a brand or whatever, but when I do those things, I feel so insecure about it. I can't stand it. When yet there's all kinds of people on Instagram, they're showing workout videos and like, this is me in my bikini. And I'm like, this is me in my bikini with my big ass stretch marks. You know, I always have to find a way to put myself down in order to feel better about myself. And that's the next point I want to get to. Um, so not only do you, you know, you project things onto people, but you usually project the things that you can't stand about yourself. So it's really important when you're like, I can't stand it. You never listen to me. It's really like, I never listen to me. I'm mad because I never listen to me. I don't trust you. I don't trust myself. A lot of times when you'll say stuff like that, I can't stand you, you don't listen to me, when you really think about it, you're not honoring your own self, you're not listening to yourself. So the next time you find yourself doing that, put it in the other direction, just flip it around. That really helps me. If I feel like, well, you might be better off with another person, when really I might be saying, I might be better off with another person. But for some odd reason, I don't have the courage for some reason to say that to myself. And that's what makes it really difficult. I wanted to talk again about self-criticism and kind of mocking ourselves. I don't know about you, but I have a really hard time sometimes receiving compliments, which is also a sure sign of somebody who is a self-loather and someone who lacks self-compassion. And usually if somebody says, oh, I really like that dress on you or wow, those jeans look really cute. Where did you get? I'm like, oh, they're fine. Like I got them at the thrift store. You know, I think my, you know, they're kind of baggy right here, not very attractive. And I will just make up some random like insult about myself. Or if somebody says, oh, I really like your hair today. Thanks. But it's burned severely, which it totally is. But it's burned and I can't stand it right now. It's super frizzy. 
You know, it's like that person's trying to give you a compliment. So try this. Thank you. Yeah, pretty amazing, isn't it? Next time somebody gives you a compliment, I swear, just try it once. It's going to feel so uncomfortable. Just say, hey, those jeans look really good on you. Thank you. Period. Wow. Pretty revolutionary, isn't it? So I really want to challenge you to do that. I want to challenge you to say thank you. Period. That's it. Don't say anything else and see how you feel. At first, it's going to feel extremely uncomfortable. You're going to hate it so much but try it anyways. Eventually, you'll get used to it, and it does help you work through those feelings of self-loathing because other people do appreciate and love you, and so we need to love ourselves. It's really hard, and I don't know if others feel like this, but I know when people say compliments, it's almost like I don't believe them. I feel like they're just saying it or something. People don't just give compliments. Well, I guess they do. There's some, you know, people out there who are severe ass kissers. But other than that, most people don't really give compliments unless they mean it, you know. So they're going to say nice things to you because they genuinely want to tell you, I really like that dress on you, or I think your hair looks really good. You look pretty today. Or, wow, that was a really amazing speech that you gave, you know. Just take it, even if they don't mean it. Who gives a shit? Practice it anyways. Thank you, you fake ass. No, I'm just kidding. But you know what I mean. Just practice saying thank you, accepting the compliment with grace and see how it feels. So again, I do want to wrap up a little bit here about talking about some of the reasons why self-compassion is so important. And the reason why is because, well, I think the main reason why is because if you don't allow yourself to give yourself a break, you close the doors that normally could open you up to something amazing. The more we don't believe in ourselves, the more we cut ourselves off from number one, great relationships. We end up attracting the wrong partners or the wrong friends that just validate those old stories, which causes us to have no motivation whatsoever to become better. And then we stay in our old story. When people give us compliments because they're trying to connect with us, we instantly shoot them down. Guess what? They're probably not going to want to tell us that again. In fact, they might not even want to hang out with us, which just puts off the energy of like, why doesn't that person like me when really that other person is thinking, wow, that person doesn't feel good about themselves. Like I can't even hang out with them. They suck my energy dry or they're a negative Nancy, whatever. You know, it's like people want to hang out with people who lift them up. And if you're constantly bitching and complaining about yourself, you're also draining other people's energy. So try to be self-compassionate. Again, use the mantra, I'm sorry you're having a rough time. It's really painful. Lots of people deal with this suffering. I give myself permission. I'm going to hold my pain with tenderness and non-judgment. I'm not going to judge myself. I have gotten through tough, painful situations in the past, and eventually this is going to pass too. I wanted to share one last thing, a kind of a funny story. Um, I remember when every morning I would go to the gym or whatever, and it was super early, and I just figured people were waking up and kind of crabby or whatever. And I just remember thinking, no one ever smiled at me at the gym, like ever. I always felt like, you know, I'd go in there and lift, and it was always the same group of people. And I would look at them, and they would just like grimace or look down. And it was the weirdest thing. And it made me feel really insecure about myself. And I couldn't figure out what the fuck was wrong with these people. And then I realized, 
one day, I don't know what it was, but I kind of had smiled at somebody and they smiled back at me and said, hello. And that was like the first time that had ever happened. And I realized I was the one projecting the asshole behavior. It was the funniest thing. I didn't realize that, but maybe people thought because I was so serious in the gym and working out that I actually wasn't a very friendly person when really I'm a really friendly person. And so I decided I kind of had a social experiment with myself. Every morning I would go to the gym and I would see somebody and I would say, hey, good morning, how are you doing? And it was really funny because everyone always replied with a big smile, thanks, I'm doing well, how are you? And I realized something, the things that we project out there, our negativity about how we feel about ourselves is definitely projected outwards. And I realized at that moment that I was pushing people away because I was being a dick or I wasn't being a dick, but you know what I mean. I was putting off the juju that why doesn't anyone talk to me? Well, never mind, they're just jerks. And therefore I was being the jerk. So anyways, I want to encourage you to start saying hi to people, accept those compliments, and get rid of that negative self-talk, okay? Be nice to yourself, damn it. So this is The Saucy Super Fox. If you're interested in reading my blog, you can join me at www.thesaucysuperfox.com. See you next time.